Holly G with the Golf Insiders, and they have teed off the beginning of the Florida Swing at the Honda Classic down at PGA National, and we'll uh, talk about that in just a minute. We're going to bring in our big dog. He's in Mexico at the first uh, live golf event for 2023, Bob Herrick from SI.com. Good morning, Bob. Hi, how are you? Well, it is toasty warm here in Florida, Bob. We're going to hit 90. Can't believe it's February. What? But I imagine it's uh, pretty toasty down there, too. Yeah, it sure is. It's very warm, uh, especially compared to having been in L.A. last week where it was quite chilly. So, um yeah, it's uh, it's summer-like weather, that's for sure, and um, I don't know if I want it to be 90 in Florida, but I don't mind it being a little bit warm either, especially with the golf that's coming up at Bay Hill and the players. You know, we had such raw weather last year, especially at the players, so hoping, um, you know, hoping it's a little bit better this spring. Well, let's talk about Riviera uh, and the Genesis Invitational real uh, quick here as we recap John Rom winning and becoming the new world number one player. Uh, your thoughts on John's play on Sunday as he uh, inched it out from uh, Max Homa, who sort of lost his driver, unfortunately, on the back nine. Yeah, look, you know, Rom had a three-shot lead, lost it, was actually a shot behind with six to go. Max made a bogey on 13 to tie it, and then Rom hit two of the two, well on, on the 14th hole. He made a long birdie putt, uh, which is a par three, and then on 16, the other the next par three knocked it to two feet. So you know he he kind of sees the moment there, and look, you know, he's no matter what the rankings say or had said, he was kind of trending as the number one player. Certainly, Rory too. At the end of last year, um, Scotty Scheffler took it over for a minute when he won in Phoenix. But you know, Rom's last what seven world? I think five wins in his last seven starts, or he's three wins, three six, wins. six top tens so far this season. 22-23. Ten career wins. This is, I think, the kind of player we thought John Rom would turn into. Yeah, and that doesn't even include his wins in Europe. He won in Spain. He won in Dubai. I mean, I think going all the way back to the Tour Championship, that's the last time he finished outside the top ten. Um, and uh, you know, he he um, he had some motivation. He was he he kind of was disappointed in the way his 2022 went. He only won once uh at the Mexico Open. He did not contend in any of the majors after winning the US Open the year before. And he's um he's sort of a man on a mission. Yeah, absolutely. And uh he he looks like he's trimmed down a little bit. He just he just seems to be firing on all cylinders and uh as you know we often uh look for uh no holes in his game at this point. No, he's been he's been pretty solid all the way around, and he says, you know, it's a fine line. It's it's a really fine line. The difference between, you know, what he did last year and what's going on now, you know. So um, uh, it's just uh, a great uh, you know a great start to the year. I mean, just in the in the calendar year alone, 
I mean, you have to go back to Johnny Miller in the 70s to find somebody who's won three times this quickly. It was a good, uh, is, you know, Riviera was a good tournament in a lot of ways. Yeah, it sure was. And, of course, the host, Tiger Woods. It was Tiger, Tiger, Tiger all last week. Give me your assessment of Tiger's play, uh, you know, how how he's looking, uh, walking, swinging, all of it as you were up close watching all those rounds. Well, I think you have to kind of keep everything in perspective. I mean, given how little he's played um, last time he competed walking, you know, in, in a in a in a official competition was in July, you know, and he just didn't have it at St Andrews, and um, you know it's a shame he has a setback in December, the plantar fasciitis, because um, you know he's had to overcome that too, and I'm not convinced it's all completely gone. He referenced his heel um, as well as the ankle, and I'm guessing the plantar was in the heel. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but, you know, you say all that, I mean, you know, at, at times approaching 180 ball speed, uh, you know, hitting it out there pretty far with the driver, um, you know, he wasn't great out of the bunkers. He didn't get up and down like at a high rate. He, he had some fairly straightforward shipping shots that, you know, normally Tiger gets those to two, three, five feet and, he, he didn't always do that. I mean, that, I think that's the part, and, and he's always struggled on the greens at Riv. Um, so, like, I don't put too much stock in the putting problems that he had a couple of the days. Um, but, yeah, there are plenty of players you know, that the, struggle the thing, with the Puana. Sure. You know, and Tiger grew up on it, and he's played well at Torrey and Pebble Beach where they have it too, but the Puana there, for whatever reason, has always flummoxed him, and on Friday he struggled. Uh, to putt, you know, he missed he missed a bunch of makeable putts. Um, you know, you can make the argument the Tiger should have finished in the top 20, um, given you know the chances that he gave himself. And uh, as it was, you know, he he made the cut on the number. Uh, kind of, you know, struggled coming in on Friday, and then and then Saturday shot 67. You know, so um, there was a lot good there. Now the question is, you know, can he can he recover quickly enough to get ready to say play another tournament before the Masters, which would almost certainly have to be the players. Um, it, it gives him enough time to get ready, and it gives him enough time to then get ready for the Masters. Now I just I just think the issues that he faces right now are all down to. Um, Repetitions, don't you think? Repetitions, yeah. In competition. There's only so much you can do at home. You know, one thing I noticed that, you know, on the range, Tiger could hit a a very nice draw with the driver. He couldn't do it in the tournament. Like, he just didn't even want to try it. It's like he didn't trust it. Well, you're not going to trust it until you give yourself, you know, enough opportunities to use it. And obviously, he's going to need to hit a draw at Augusta. You know, there's a couple of tee shots there where, you know, he typically works on that all spring to, to be able to do that. So, you know, uh, the players give them the opportunity. There's a lot of different shots they have to hit there. It's a flat walk. I mean, I don't know if he's going to do it. My, 
I would probably shy towards against. But, you know, if he, you know, the, the problem is, it's like he needs the reps, he needs to play, but if he plays too much, he, he risks making his situation worse. You know, and then, and then you, and then you, you put yourself in a bad spot for the next one. You know, people keep saying, well, you know, I wonder if he'll play the Memorial. Well, the Memorial is only two weeks before the U.S. Open. It only gives him a week in between. It's just, at this point, that does not seem realistic unless there's a, a big, you know, a surge in improvement here with his leg, you know. He's, um, there's a good bit of swelling that goes on for him after walking 18 holes. And, you know, last week, too, like, he he played the 18-hole pro-am on Wednesday morning. You know, it started at 6.30 a.m. It was 40 degrees and blowing. You know, if I'm Tiger, I sit that one out. You know, he's a tournament host. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. He could have he, he could have skipped the pro am. You know, he could have played the nine holes on Monday and Tuesday and taken Wednesday off. That's the thing. You know, he walked eight. Well, he, he didn't even really walk eighteen on Wednesday. He took the card at the end and didn't hit all the shots. But I mean, still, you know, he's on the golf course for five straight days, and that's hard. You, you, there's no play. There's no pro am at the players. So you know he could he could do what he's done at the majors where he's he's just played nine holes or you know just hit balls on the day before which I think would do give him a better chance uh, to uh, you know to make it through without so much stress. Well, there certainly were signs that he's physically stronger, uh, most notably, and they certainly commented about this. Uh, his his ability to squat on the greens now, Bob. I mean, definitely seems to have some you know more strength in his leg, a little more flexibility, which certainly is a good sign. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he's he's and he's. I just think towards the end of round, he looks better than he did last year. You know, obviously the, at the Masters, that was really tough on the weekend. He was really struggling. Um, he only played one round at the PGA Championship on the Saturday and was clearly hurting. And and he didn't make it to the weekend at the British Open. In fact, you know, he didn't really look all that great. Uh, that was the event where this surprised me the most because I thought his lead-up to it was better than the others. He seemingly got in a lot of work, and then it just didn't happen. So since then, you know, he, he admitted he had not played or, you know, walked 72 holes. Um, in, in the run-up to any of this. Uh, I think he had tried to get to walking a lot before the hero, and that's when he aggravated it and the planner came right, along. Right, right. So, you know, he, he's dealing with that and in December, and he still played the PNC while he was in a cart. He supposed to do a good bit of walking. Um, you know, did the thing really even heal completely? by mid-February. I mean, there's some evidence to just based, based on what he said that it didn't. So, you know, maybe if he can get that sorted, um, he feels even better. Yeah, when you consider all these factors that Tiger deals with daily, uh, you know, the recovery, the preparation, you know, the balance of being able to, you know, practice. It's it's all just, uh, again, remarkable that 
uh, we're still getting to see him compete. No doubt. I mean, I think I think we're fortunate, you know, anytime he shows up. Um, the fact that we analyze and scrutinize everything he does is probably a little unfair. Um, you know, I had saw some people, oh, you know, he really didn't beat anybody. I mean, come on. You know, he made the cut in a in a full field PGA tour event, you know, um and there's no guarantee of doing that at this point. I it, uh I think it was pretty impressive what he what he accomplished and and you know, the way he's swinging a club is nice. You know, he's just gotta dial in some things. His short irons aren't real sharp. And I just remember a couple times, you know, there was you know, he hit it out there, he's got a hundred yards in, a hundred and 20, 80, and he hits it to 40 feet. You know, he's those are the shots that require a lot more finesse. The power shots where you swing at it full um, are, are are less problematic for him. You know, he's hitting the driver fine. Uh, he's hitting his five wood fine. He hits, you know, he hits the five iron beautifully. But when you get close. You know, to closer to the green, those are the shots I think that require a lot of touch. And also, you wonder if it, if it, if his practice is limited on those shots due to his back. You know, you have to bend over a little bit more, um, hitting hitting pitch shots and chip shots, and and you know, he still has a back issue. You know, it's not that's not gone. So, um, it's uh, there's a lot there's a lot going on there with Tiger's health and. Uh, it was, um, you know, I think you have to take the positives out of that one. Switching gears, you are in Mayacoba, Mexico, as I mentioned at the top, the first live golf event. Uh, some legal decisions coming out the last couple of days that's uh, looking like uh, the tide is turning in the tour's favor. Give us an update. Yeah, at this point, I'm not sure why Liv still has a lawsuit. I mean, now the tour countersued, and you know, I, I don't, you know, maybe if Liv dropped theirs, the tour would drop its. So I'm not sure, um, but um, you know, Liv and, and the and the public investment fund seem pretty clear that they they don't want to have to disclose certain things. Um, and you know, if they don't want to, and I, I don't even know what they hope to gain at this point. You know, the main thing was last year when they wanted to be able to have the tour players compete in the tour or in the playoffs that they had qualified for. You know, there was the three guys who had actually, I believe it was three, or there was a handful of guys who, you know, had had performed before they joined Live and earned their spot in the playoffs. And you could make an argument that they deserved to play. Um, the court ruled against it because Liz made the argument that they were, you know, losing out financially by not getting the play. And the judge more or less said, that's what you've compensated them for. They're clearly doing fine. Right. You know, money-wise. You know, and the argument was a poor one. They should have argued this is their chance to get in the majors by making it to the tour championship. No, that You can't put a money figure on that. That's how I would have argued that. But, but but they lost. You know, Liv lost, and those guys didn't get to play. And so when that happens, like, what are you trying to gain now? You know, you're 
I don't think that the, there's going to be any kind of ruling that allows these guys to play. Um, the tour, they broke the tour's rules. You know, they they didn't get releases. They, you know, so they've been suspended. Uh, I, I don't. I'm not quite sure what there is to gain at this point. So, I, I've been saying for a while now that Liv would be much better served if they played nice. So look, they've got a tournament this week here in Mexico, their first one of the year, their first league event. They're very all in on the team concept. Um, and they're going up against the Honda Classic that, you know, honestly doesn't have a great field. You know, this is probably a better field when you look at the top guys. And, you know, this is their opportunity to maybe grab some eyeballs, and they should they should be pushing that. You're not going to replace the PGA Tour. Like, I don't know. So, like, maybe maybe that was their long-term goal. But, I mean, certainly now with 14 events, I mean, there's going to be other professional golf. So you're not replacing the PGA Tour. So your attitude has to be, we're giving you something in addition to the PGA Tour. Now, in Australia... When they're playing in Australia, they're going to have their best crowds to date. They've sold like 40,000 tickets a day. They, 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 they've already done that. They can't wait for them to come there. My guess is Singapore will be somewhat similar. might not be those numbers, but it will be very well received. So now you've, you've created some buzz internationally. You know, you have some opportunity here, and instead you're, you're, you're kind of like spinning your wheels with this lawsuit and not getting your, your team set and, you know, uh, uh, I don't even think it's that bad that they didn't add any other really big names. It took them a while to get their schedule out, and they're going back to Saudi, which I think is a horrendous move. If you want to dis- – in the short term, they need to be distancing themselves from Saudi. You know, they had a 14-tournament schedule without Saudi on it. They're not going back to one of their best venues – our best events last year, Boston, because they needed to fit Claudia in somewhere. So, you know, they've just had, I think they lost momentum. And we'll, we'll see now if people care. That's the thing. You're going to have to care about the golf. Well, uh, we've regressed a little bit here. Let's talk about the Honda, <laughs> the Florida Swing Bob. Um, you know, with two tournaments that are not designated, the Valspar in Tampa and the Honda, and the Honda uh, Honda dropping its sponsorship, what's the future of the Florida Swing, Bob? I mean, you know, are these events going to move? I'm, uh, you know, it's it's hard. They're sandwiched in between, you know, the, the Bay Hill, which is designated now, and, of course, the players. Uh, what do you see the future uh, of this tournament? Well, I, you know, I, I think the tour is going to try to get them another sponsor so they can stay. I think the tour likes the idea of a Florida swing. Um, and there's a couple of things that could help. One is I wouldn't expect Phoenix to be an, an ele, uh, uh, elevated or designated event next year, which gives a little bit of space, you know, which might allow for the Florida tournaments to, you know, get some, some people playing because – the problem is this week is everybody's played the last two weeks and everybody's going to play the next two weeks. To play this week, you'd have to play five straight. You know, and Valspar is in a little bit of a similar rut in that they follow two 
big event. Uh, designated event. Yeah. And then they're in front of another one, the match play. Well, the match play's going away next year. At least it's not going to be in Austin. And there's rumblings that the Houston tournament is going to take its place. And I would guess in the first year it won't be designated. So if it's not, if you take away a designated event there and you take one away in Phoenix and move them around a little bit, it it opens up Florida a little bit more. I, I think Valspar's here to stay. I think Valspar might be in the running at some point for a designated event. It might mean they would need to move a little bit. I don't think you can follow two other designated events and have three in a row. But, um, you know, and I do think Honda will – you know, I think the tour will work hard to find them another sponsor. I wouldn't be surprised if, if they don't have one, if they play without next year and work on getting somebody else. But, you know, I just it just would be hard to believe that, especially at this time of year, that you would mess around with not having four events in Florida. Other news regarding Florida, and I'm super excited about this, the mixed team event is back, Bob. Uh, I think we both uh, remember the J.C. Penny in December in Tampa back in the day when we were both in getting started in the golf biz. Uh, that was such a fun event, and uh, it's coming back to uh, Tiburon in Naples. Yeah, that's great. I, I, I wish it was bigger field. It's only 16 of each. I, I, I just wish it was like, you know, 32 of each, you know. But, hey, look, this is a good start. It's a long time coming. You know, the tour has had this relationship with the LPGA now for several years. We've been wondering when they might do this, and now they're finally doing it. And I, I see where, you know, Tony Finau's already um, announced that he's playing with Nelly Corda. That's great. You know, I just, I just think it's, you know, this is overdue, and it's, it's, uh, um, you know, I, I think they can do better, frankly, down the road. I, I, it would be great if, if they had a way to make it an official event somehow. Agreed. You know, why, why can't there be a tournament where, where they're not partners, but they play together on the same venue and they have separate men's and women's tournaments? I think that would be good, too. You know, I, there's, there's a lot of things they can do, if you think through it, that, that I think would be great for women's golf. And uh, obviously this is a good one. And I hope they keep thinking of other ways, you know, to, to, to make it uh, to make it better. I mean, they could do another one in the fall, frankly. Um, and uh, so we'll see. I, I guess we should let them get off the ground first before we start jumping ahead. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So speaking of jumping ahead, throw that dart. Who are you picking uh, on Sunday, Bob, to win the Honda Classic? Well, you know, they don't have a whole lot of top 50 players, and um, I, I I kind of like the guy who won last year, Sepp Straka. Um, I think that, you know, with, with with the water down, a little bit of a watered-down field and with the confidence that he had there, um, I think he's a, a, a viable pick. Um, I think Shane Lowry is also playing. He is. And he, show, he showed a little bit of life last week. He had struggled recently, but he played a little bit better at Riviera. And remember, he was the one who kind of got hurt at the end last year at Honda. You know, like he had the rain thing hit, right? He was on the 18th tee. Um, 
and it's like it was like a five minute downpour, but it was really it really impacted him. You know, and he's he's got some unfinished business too. So, um, you know, I, I and I'm he's got his a little bit. He's got his sights on Ryder Cup too. Yep, exactly. So I actually they both do. So um, uh, I'm uh, I'm sort of torn there, but I, I kind of like the idea of, of of one of those guys. All right, here's my dart because he loves Florida, and I he really has been quietly trending up. Matt Kuchar. There's my pick, Bob. Hey, I like that. Hey, Matt, Matt played pretty nicely last week at uh, uh, Riviera. In fact, I'm pretty sure he was in the top ten. He was up there the first two days, and so former um, former players champion. His game travels. We'll see. He uh, maybe maybe this is uh, this is what lights his fire for the season. Exactly. We'll see. All Take right. As always. We appreciate his time. Bob Herrick, read all of his stories on SI.com. Have a great week, Bob. Thanks so much.